0: Saturday, what's News was forced to get off of home base when thought it was too dangerous. I
1: said too many people are getting hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site. A lot of people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. Hello, welcome to Podcast 99. I'm Ryan Lichten, and today we have yet again another survivor story. Uh, Actually, this time it's a survivor's story, plural, because we had two folks together for this one. We had Jen and Amy. This is another girl group that went to Woodstock 99. And these survivor stories are fairly special because, as we all know... The most common perception of Woodstock 99 is that it was absolutely terrible for the women, and there's plenty of truth to that. But there's also plenty of instances of women having a fantastic time, and this... Survivor Stories episode perfectly exemplifies that. Jen and Amy were close friends and still are friends. That was kind of cool to you know see them together recounting this together. And they had a great time. They saw a bunch of fucking amazing acts. They were, you know, up close for a lot of stuff. Uh, we put actually their photos that they took up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash culture dumps. And real quick, just to talk about the Patreon, we have like a hundred different episodes on there that have never been released on either Culture Dumps or Podcast 99. So there's set commentaries where... You can watch a Woodstock 99 set along with us as we, you know, riff on it. We also have a side series on there called Squirts where we just loosely talk about different topics. There's all kinds of great stuff. And we also have a lot of different photo dumps from our survivors with all the pictures that they took. Um, and we have Jen and Amy's photos. But, yeah, they had a, they had a great time. And it was really kind of important to them to get the story out that, hey, like, it wasn't all bad. And actually towards the end of this episode, they'll talk about having to kind of defend their great time against naysayers. So let's just get into it. This is my interview with Jen and Amy. All right, so it's the year is 1999. You two are friends. What is life like for you guys in 1999? How'd you hear about the concert? Give me the, the background.
2: So we worked together in a call center And Amy actually remembers coming up to me at the copier and mentioning, like, she knew that I went to a lot of shows and whatnot. And she said, hey, I don't know if you'd be interested, but we had three tickets to go to Woodstock 99 and one of our friends can't go. Apparently this gentleman, like, broke his leg or something.
0: Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, we, it was my One of my friends, she actually reached out to me and she's like, Hey, me and this guy want to go to Woodstock. You know, I know you love all these bands you want to go. And I'm like, absolutely. So then like he was going to drive. Well, he tried to pull a stunt where he jumped over a car as it came at him and he broke his leg. Genius. Yeah. So, so he couldn't go to Woodstock. So then Q we have an extra ticket. I know you might be interested. What do you think? Yep. So
2: that's kind of how it happened.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, thank God for that guy's uh, broken leg, right? right? Now, it's awesome. <laughs> now I'm sitting here with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, what, like, what attracted you to the concert? Like, what bands were you into? Like, did the lineup strike you as particularly great? I mean, what was kind of the the motivation to go? Yeah. I mean, like, I.
0: So at the time, I was 21. It means you'd have been what 20? Yeah. So we're 21, 20. Like, I at the time was into like all the new metal stuff. Plus other other music, like I grew up with a lot of diverse music as like with my parents and everything. So a lot of the bands were really, really awesome. Like the lineup is really cool. But I was there for, you know, the the problem bands like those are a <laughs> lot of the ones that I absolutely wanted to wanted to hear. But I mean, ultimately, like going to a place where you've got James Brown, Alanis Morissette, George Clinton, then you've got the Ravers, Fatboy Slim, and all the, all the everything else, Rage. I mean, just it was just an incredible lineup for me. So that was, for me, like, I mean, there's all this music I love, plus music maybe I haven't heard. So let's do this.
2: I was the hippie. Like, I was the one that <laughs> I didn't know the, the new metal as well. I was probably there more for, like, some of the mainstream music that, like... We'll get into that, I'm sure. But um, (laughs) but I was like more about this is the closest I'm ever going to experience to like Woodstock. So like I was (laughs) I was more the one like this is a chance of a lifetime. Like this is like connecting with like the 69 experience, which obviously very little of it turned out to be like that. But in my mind, that's that's what it was for me. So.
1: You know, that, that's kind of interesting because a lot of people we talk to, they say, you know what? It wasn't even in my head that this was an actual Woodstock. It was just this big concert. But you actually, like, thought like, Hey, it's called Woodstock because it is, you know? And, uh, I, I think that that's, that's pretty fascinating that you had like this desire to be part Mm -hmm. of the Americana that is Woodstock. And then of course you, you know, you get what you got. Um, so how do you prepare to go to Woodstock 99? Like what, what, what went into the the prep work and how are you going to get there and all that stuff? Well, I
2: became the driver because the original driver did not have the ability to go. So, um, we took my car, which was like a 1999 Plymouth Neon Expresso. But the good news is, oh, but it was new. We knew it <laughs> would get that far, right? Because it was new. So, so we like piled all of our stuff in, and we worked second shift at the time, so we got off at like I think 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and then we all got together, and I think we left at maybe one or two a.m. because we were driving from Iowa. So we drove from. From a little town south of like Waterloo. Um, And then we drove as far as I believe it was like Sandusky, Ohio.
0: That was somewhere in Ohio. Yeah. We finally stopped and we're like, "Let's, let's just purchase a hotel room for a half night. So they actually let us, you know, purchase it for like a half day so we could take a little nap, take a shower and then get back on our way. Yeah
1: kind of like the sleazy, like pay by the hour, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Yeah. but you got the, you got the hookup on that. So, I mean, you stayed in a hotel then, but were you planning on camping when you got to Woodstock? Yes. yes. We had all our
2: gear yeah. in our car and everything. And yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I, I can't say that I knew really much about planning for such a three day trip, to be <laughs> honest. Like I feel like we probably didn't bring enough supplies in the first place. Um, But it was really just about the journey and like having fun. Cause even, as we're heading to Rome, we actually stopped at Niagara Falls. so we, and oh, oh, and it's fun. not really a stop off if you know where Niagara Falls is, right? Like we had to you know kind of go up out of our way to get there and to come back. so it was it was really all about the journey. and then you know we had a we had a two to four person dome tent, which you know fits two people fairly comfortably, and we had three in our stuff,
1: yeah, Now. <laughs> As far as supplies go, like, what are you rolling in with? Like food, water, booze, like what do you bring in? we
2: followed the rules, right? So like we (laughs) first, yeah. So we did not bring anything that was on the don't bring this list. And then we quickly learned once we got inside that nobody else really followed that (laughs) and like we were having to pay money to buy stuff. And so we kind of took matters into our own hands on Saturday which I'm sure we'll talk about, but we ended up kind of bringing some stuff back in Saturday after we left and came back. But we initially went in and kind of did the right thing. But back to your question about camping, the dumbest thing. So there's some things that you remember that you think back on. (laughs) I brought a blow dryer. Like.
1: yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) necessary like the one thing that wasn't on the don't bring list but like you didn't bring it
2: right in my mind there was going to be somewhere in that place that you could like get electricity right like little did we know there wouldn't even be water let alone like electricity so right at some point right yeah
1: oh my gosh so it did you guys get there on thursday like the pre-show day or did you get there on friday i got
0: there like friday like really early morning so it was like two three ish in the morning like somewhere around there so when oh, we
1: oh wow so when we
0: got in like it was still like a pretty good line from the exit so before you could get on the exit ramp like there's a lot of cars we finally got in and the door we came in through like little did we know we could have brought in just about anything we wanted because at that time they really didn't care they really weren't checking like I remember I, we did bring in some snacks. Cause I remember, I recall living off of chicken and a biscuit and chewy <laughs> granola bars the whole weekend. Um, so, I mean, that little bit that got brought in. And then when we went into town, you know, they had the, they had bunch of a bunch of good places you could go eat and they were cheap and you know, it, it was regular prices at the time, but, but yeah, we, we got there. We, we were like one of the first people in that area to even put up a tent and, you know, little we know when we wake up later on that, we would be in a, a city of tents and yeah. luckily we were parked or we were parked. We were tented up next to kind of like a big old blue, blue dumpster. So we always knew where our tent was at.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. A little, a little landmark yeah. there, even though it's a, a dumpster,
0: <laughs> even though it's so. a dumpster. <laughs> I mean, it, it was an empty dumpster, might I add. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, hey, it, it, everything's coming up for the guys. Yeah. So now it, it, it's Friday. You guys get set up. What is going into the festival? Like, like what, what is the, like your first reaction to seeing the grounds and all that
0: I think we're tired. I mean, really it was just like, we've been, <laughs> we've been just driving and really Jen had been driving most of it yeah. because I didn't know how to drive a stick. Um, uh, there was a moment that I did drive. Jen, you want to tell them what happened there?
2: <laughs> yeah. So at one point I was like, I gotta take a nap. Right. Cause when you drive like 19 hours. So I was like, sure. I'm going to just set like the cruise, and then we're going to switch places while we're going down the highway. So we did that. <laughs> and I just prayed the whole time that she never had to like hit the brakes or like downshift or anything. And ironically, we probably drove for a good two hours yeah. and never had to like, do anything oh, uh, but we probably should have died because she had no idea how to drive a <laughs> stick so in retrospect that was a really bad decision but you know i mean switching while they're <laughs> we driving probably i mean
1: <laughs> i think that tops uh that tops yeah. It. Yeah. Me, yeah.
0: Drive, me driving a stick i mean I, I could have figured it out but i probably would have wrecked the new neon so
1: <laughs> right. yeah and you know you guys got to get to woodstock right. there's yeah. no time there's no time yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah so
1: so you you guys are tired. And, you know, when you go into the festival, which again, you know, everyone knows is at this Air Force base. I mean, how did that strike you just seeing where this was actually going to be held?
0: It was really cool to drive in when you saw like all the painted like wood ac- across the fences. The, mural. like, the murals. That, that was really cool. And I mean, we we're driving slow enough that, you know, we we're taking pics and you know, just looking at that so really it was at that point it was so just excitement right like we're here finally this is awesome this is the first time i've ever been into new york you know all the all the good things then we get in and we're like where are we going to camp mm-hmm. they, they tell us like no you go this way so we find a spot we set things up and then we start to kind of walk around a little bit because you know, the, the real vendors may not be open but the drug vendors were absolutely open at that time.
1: <laughs> Tell me about that. So
0: so like we're walking like and I have so I have so little money at this point. Like I've paid for the ticket. I'm I'm not a very rich person in, in the beginning at you know 21 years old. So so I don't have sure. a lot of money anyway, but I walk up on this guy peddling some some pipes in particular, they were shaped like mushrooms. And there was this one that was really cool. And he's like 10 bucks. And I know yeah. in my pocket, I have like two twenties and a 10 and I'm just hoping. And actually I think he said 15 and I was like, I got 10 and he was like, okay. So I'm like hoping the one I pull out is the 10 and it was, so that was, <laughs> that was lucky. That was very lucky. Um, and then like, I remember some guy selling whippets, like, like as we're walking by, you want to whip it? I'm like, no, good, thanks, but thanks, <laughs> then <laughs> Yeah.
1: Now, when you say you bought a, a pipe, I mean, did you have stuff to? Oh, put?
0: oh yes, I had a, I had a glorious <laughs> large bag of Jamaican.
1: <laughs> okay, and so uh, that's what I mean when I was talking about supplies. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so, I yeah. brought what I thought you guys was came stock.
0: I brought, I brought. I brought with me what I thought was going to be the most important thing for the weekend. And it really was. <laughs> Cause you know, it like helps you like with temperature, right? Like it helps regulate how you feel. You know, it was perfect. I used it for trade. Like I got some really great things in trade just by offering somebody a hit, you know, we weren't, we weren't in COVID times. Right. So, I mean, I just, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. like, I remember the best thing I traded for was the coldest bottle of strawberry flavored water like to this day i can remember how that thing tasted it was just so amazing
1: (laughs) i bet yeah that that's like a mirage you know like the the beautiful glass or bottle oh yeah yeah so uh, on friday as, as far as the music goes like what's your first stop like as far as the acts go on on that first day
0: well i remember waking up to james brown so that was cool um so like we wake up, we see a bunch of tents now, um, kind of like getting our bearings. Let's go walk around and like right away, like I said, you hear James Brown singing. And it's like great, this is <laughs> awesome. So we didn't get to see him, but I mean that that happened to a lot of people there, right? The stages are so far, far apart that like a lot of times you would hear them as you're walking there, and you may not catch catch that whole set. But the first thing I, the first thing we saw on Woodstock, or the first thing that, yeah, the first thing that we saw. Gosh, what was it? What was the?
2: Well, the one thing I remember right away was some guy with like a six foot bong walking through the crowd because I was just like, <laughs> how do you get that, how in? Did you get that in here? <laughs> like, that's not inconspicuous at all. And <laughs> and probably the naked people. But that was kind of neither here nor there. But I'm trying to look back because we kind of have I yeah. have this list of like the people that we saw kind of in our like, oh, photo album, but. I was kind of looking at the – because we have the, you
1: know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a copy of yeah. that too, but obviously I didn't get it from there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you, but you yeah. Based on the
0: list, it would have been Oleander. Yeah, Might I think been the it was Oleander, heard.
2: according um, to the
1: list. You guys are the first people that we've talked to that mentioned that. but I forgot that they even, right? even played. It's kind of like uh, – you know, but not I don't want to say like B team, but definitely like a deep cut in Woodstock. 99 oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. World. One hit
0: wonder or maybe two hit wonder, I suppose. <laughs> but but yeah. And, and what really like what really like cements that in my mind is because we'd gone to get food and Oleander was playing. And like I got a couple of fries. My friend here got a salad sandwich. Eggs,
2: chicken salad. It didn't. Like, oh. that's okay. The dumbest thing I did is bring a blow dryer. But the second dumbest thing I did <laughs> <laughs> is eat chicken salad. Like, Ugh. that's like Salvanilla yeah. Like the, sandwich, the sandwiches
0: were all just, like, out sitting on this table when you walked up to, like, you know, pay $8 for this chicken salad sandwich or whatever it was. But, but yeah, she grabs it and, like, literally, like, 15, 20 minutes later, white. <laughs>
1: Oh no. And it's so, it was so hot. Yeah. Too. It's just, yeah. Not an opportune sandwich but uh, no. <laughs> for the time. But
2: contrary to what everybody says about like one of the reasons that we kind of wanted to do this was just because like, I think everybody's experience was so different as far as mm-hmm. like what you inserted yourself into, because we like, when I got sick, random strangers were squirting me with like spray bottles and trying to like take care of me. And like, I didn't even know these people and they were like, is she okay? You know, do we need to get a medic? And obviously it all passed and I ended up fine. But, but yeah, like people were absolutely helpful and trying to take care of us and stuff like that.
1: Real Woodstock. Yeah. 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 Real Woodstock vibes. Yeah. Now, Had you guys been to like a big festival before this?
0: I had been, so i have been to Lollapalooza 96 um, before that. And like I, like my first concert was Metallica dancing Suicidal Tendencies. So, you know, I definitely had been to like a band where the crowd gets a little rowdy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Lollapalooza 96, which wasn't really that rowdy. I mean, it was Soundgarden and Metallica were there. Um, Ramones, I think it was either Merle or Waylon was there. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty light when you talk about like, I don't know, acts and it was in Iowa. So, and and really at that time, people weren't getting that rowdy at the state fairgrounds in Iowa watching Lollapalooza. (laughs) Um, but I had not, I had had not had, at this point, I had not been on like a three-day festival. I think after that, me and her were at many three-day festivals, but, but yeah, that was the first like hardcore camping festival I'd been to.
2: I went to, when you. Oh, yeah, go oh I was just I went to this festival called Wadena Rock Fest, which if you're from Iowa, that's like Iowa's Woodstock. But of course, this is like 94. So like the headliner was, I want to say Johnny Winner. So, you know, it's like, oh, it's Edward Edgar's brother. Like, this is cool, you know, <laughs> but that was a very hippie vibe and mm-hmm. very because Wadena is a small town. And so that's kind of like Iowa's Woodstock that happened year after year. So I had been to that,
1: but. So this was like, this was the biggest, I mean, I'm sure for most people that went, this was the absolute biggest thing. Did you find it? I mean, surprising at all. Like you mentioned seeing naked people walking around, like on that first day when you got in there, like was any of that kind of stuff that you were seeing a culture shock at all?
0: Uh, You'd think so since we've told you we came from Iowa. Um, (laughs) But like my, so it's funny, like, as we're, as we're like going, I'm like, I'm going to lead the naked parade. I'm going to be the first naked person there. I get there and I, I look around, I'm like, well, the naked card has been played many times. Um, so really, no, it wasn't. And actually like, we have a great picture of Jen next to some naked guy walking around. Um, he was, you know, we we weren't taking pictures of people randomly. We asked, you know, we wanted to, is it okay if we take this picture, you know? Um, but no, it really wasn't a culture shock. It might've been for my friends. So my friend who's not here is from a really small town in Iowa. She actually teaches in the high school that we graduated from, which had about 50 people um, oh, in our in our graduating class. So I think for her, it was it was more, but she really took it in stride too. Like you wouldn't have known mm-hmm. that if she was shocked, but I mean, it it was everywhere. But for me, like I kind of grew up around drugs I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, it wasn't like, that wasn't a culture shock for me at all. So everything else was just kind of in stride and both of my parents were, were hippies. So I, you know, they didn't go to Woodstock 69. I think they were both a little too young for that, but, but yeah, definitely grew up in a a culture that that wasn't really shocking.
1: Okay. So then after Oleander, getting back to, to the the festival Mm -hmm. itself. What do you guys see? uh, What else do you remember seeing that day? Um, Well, like as far as bands, we
2: saw. I know we saw a bit of live. I think we saw a few minutes of Chemical Brothers, but we were like, "What?" Or the Umbilical Brothers, but Mm -hmm. we were like, "What the fuck?" You did. We did, but we were like, "What the fuck is this?" this?" And we like walked. (laughs) We walked to the other stage at that point, and then I have down that we saw live and then Cheryl Crow and then DMX. So I think we basically stayed on that stage like the rest of the the,
0: rest we, yeah, of the day. We we did. We posted up at the east stage for really most of that day.
1: Now it was Cheryl Crow, you know, there's people heckling. I mean all, all the women that played got heckled mm-hmm. like yeah. mercilessly. Were you guys seeing that and hearing that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I have pictures.
2: Oh, yeah. I have pictures of um Rosie Perez. I have pictures of Cheryl Crow like we were we kind of hung back because of like the rowdier part of the crowd was kind of in the front, but there were some sets that we kind of like went down in front for, like we were right in it like for dmx, we were right in it for Seven dust mm-hmm. um but some of the we had like enough kind of common sense to know like it was gonna go down when the like corn and Lint Biscuit and like those bands happened. So we had been to enough shows that we kind of stayed off mm-hmm. uh, from a safe distance and then like gradually got closer closer as we figured out like where the and
0: yeah <laughs> where, where you were yeah it was,
2: it was just hot like it, yeah it
0: wasn't even all just about safe right like it was about it's goddamn hot in <laughs> that pit like the the closer you get into that crowd of people there's like no you're air. dying like there's no air so I mean which is why everybody had to you know crowd surf essentially to get out of there once you got so deep so it's just like right. you know, really, like I want to enjoy my time, and I want to like we're not really drinking water, we're barely eating <laughs> anything. Like I want to enjoy my time, like and I want to be able to you know at that time partake in an herbal refreshment if I want. And I need a little elbow room for that maybe. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so I mean that was elbow
1: room. I love so that. that was
0: really kind of what it was about. But I mean it it. It was just so awesome to be in the mix of it, to like see Cheryl Crow, mm-hmm. to like be in that that area for DMX with like all the people who like know all the words and are just getting crazy. Yeah. You know?
1: I mean, that's considered to be one of the most legendary performances in the history of Hip. It was I mean, great. Period. It was yeah. great. And
0: and we've seen many rap concerts. And what I'll say about most rap concerts in the early two thousands is basically 30 guys on stage and each one of them has a mic and you have no idea like what they're saying right so like yeah. Yeah. seeing dmx get up there and like really control the mic and just like just be so powerful it, it was awesome like it was such a great show
2: i don't have like a ton of memories of specific things but you know when you're standing in front of a show waiting for like the set to start like people will say like who are you here to see well who are you here to mm-hmm. see And I was talking to this guy and and he asked me, and of course, I kind of rattled off the bands. And then I was like, what about you? And he was like, DMX. And I was like, really? Because to me, DMX was kind of the one that I was surprised was going to be there, you know? Um, And then he's like, yeah, he's like, DMX is like a New York native. Like, all these people are here to see DMX. And I was just, I was surprised to hear that. But then initially, like the music starts and these, these guys knew every word. Like every word to every song, and we were just like, "Whoa!" Because I mean, yep. he was obviously Rough Riders, like. Mm-hmm. But he, we had we we knew like his radio songs, but these guys knew like right. the songs that were on the radio. And they knew every word and Mm -hmm. they were singing right along with them. Yeah, they knew the call outs. They knew exactly,
0: you know, any any place that they were just in it. And it was it was really cool, especially being in the crowd because it was just so alive. Like the whole Mm -hmm. crowd is just pulsing like where it didn't matter really who was playing like the crowd was pulsing.
1: Now, did, did you guys watch the HBO documentary mm-hmm. about what's Dog 99? They, they they really harp on the DMX crowd and they really say, oh, the, the whole crowd saying, you know, the, the word, yeah. you know, you're not supposed to say and all that stuff. Um, I mean, was did you take away any kind of negativity from being there at all? I mean, because re- it seemed like they were really kind of like carve it out as like, look how fucked up this is. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it was fucked up to anyone that was actually there. You yeah. know, I mean, obviously we know you know, different, there's different standards now, but I mean, it was sounds overall like a pretty positive experience being in in that crowd, you know? And I mean, he had a great, I
2: would say he absolutely encouraged it. Like he was, he was, he liked the interaction. He liked that. They knew the words and the music. Like I don't, I maybe it's just a different time because people weren't as sensitive or. Yeah. I mean, personally,
0: I wasn't, I wasn't about to call that out. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say it, but, (laughs) but yeah, it, it didn't, it seemed like it was just, you know, they're in the moment in the song. It's not, you know, meant to say to hurt people, but Mm -hmm. I get it that people are still going to be sensitive to it, you know? So I, so I understand, but no, it didn't seem like it wasn't malicious. People weren't using it as, you know, malice. Right. And we've since like, since that we saw DMX show and, in Iowa. And it was very much the same thing. And 95% of that crowd was white and 16, not us. But I mean, <laughs> white, yes, not 16 at that time. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it was in the moment. I think like people were were just living it. They were loving the music. They were celebrating DMX and it, it, it wasn't about negativity or use use of a word that you shouldn't necessarily be using
2: I feel like they were grandfathered in like (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: you
2: are my people you're from (laughs) New York like you come to my shows you buy my merch go
1: for it yeah
2: like I want to sell records so (laughs) it's whatever you know
1: right so then after dmx uh where, where, where'd you where'd you guys go to i mean that's such a huge highlight it's so cool that you guys were there yeah. uh what, what comes after that you know we, i mean we were all we're still all just on day yeah, one yeah we,
2: we stayed there we saw the offspring yeah we smoked with some guy from canada on the hill like after dmx i know we walked up on the hill and we met this guy from canada and he, yeah
0: we sat down and i was like I think I you grabbed a pizza smoke. box. Yeah. So I grabbed what was near me, right? On <laughs> it's the a ground, tray. a makeshift tray, <laughs> grabbed a pizza box. And he like saw me and he came up and it was really funny because he was kind of hesitant at first. And he's like, Hey, he's like, I see you got a piece. <laughs> and I don't have anything, but I have stuff. So <laughs> sure, come on, we'll share. Let's, let's do this. You know, it's all about, all about sharing, you know, and just <laughs> And the ability just to like sit down or stand up and, you know, really do whatever you, you wanted to. I mean, I think some people took more advantage of that than others, but, but it was nice. Like not having, you know, cops walk up or having to like hide from security. It's just, let's like, let's share, let's have fun. Um, and yeah, yeah. So that Uh, was a good time.
1: That, that kind of, uh, environment that, that you're describing, I mean, was that like, I mean, did you really feel like that there was no supervision or no kind of like authority to keep things in order? And and it just like, like, is is that how it felt? Like, was there very little security presence in general?
2: By the second day, like the Peace Patrol, in my opinion, didn't even exist. Like most of them had taken off their shirts and were just like part of the crowd.
0: And even if they had their shirts on, like they literally were just part of the crowd. Like, you know, in some cases, like they were trying to help people not get hurt. But they certainly weren't trying to stop you from living your okay. best life, you know. Like, oh, yeah, you're good. You know, you're not hurting anybody. Like, do it, do what you got to do. And that, that's really what we found, right? Because that was it—the first day where somebody's like, "I've got chips."
2: No, that was before that was, Metallica. Was that before? That was oh, Saturday. okay. Okay, yeah. that was Saturday.
1: Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. So, so after the offspring and the offspring, he, the singer, he was the first one to call out, like, "Hey, guys, like, take it easy yeah. on the ladies." Do you remember hearing that at all? Like, did did that stand out to you? or Do you remember that moment? At all? I
2: remember hearing it, but you really mostly just saw it when people were like crowd surfing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we kind of hung back a little bit just to make sure that. We kind of knew like what the crowd was doing around us. And then yeah, but definitely I remember hearing like almost all the stuff I've heard like referenced as far as like bands calling out, like, you know, they say people are getting hurt or things like that. Like I remember hearing that at the time.
0: Yeah. And stop stop molesting the crowd surfing ladies. <laughs> like stop <laughs> pulling their
1: yeah. tops off. Stop yeah. like
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we were, heard that a few were times. Were you
1: seeing that stuff uh, going on around you?
0: I wouldn't say we weren't probably deep enough in the pit, but I mean, I can't say that that's just something I've ever seen at Woodstock. I've seen it at Ozfest. I've yeah. seen it at other festivals, other concerts. You know, where a a female goes to crowd surf and it's taken advantage of. You know, you don't you don't really see many people grabbing dudes as they're going by, right? But you do see a whole lot of that. So I can't say that 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 was just something I've ever seen at Woodstock. Um,
2: I kind of of feel like if you get on a guy's shoulders, it's almost an expectation. Like, honestly, the the Megatron in my opinion is like the Boobatron, right? Like you can't get on somebody's (laughs) shoulders because if you do, they're going to zoom in on you. And if they do, they're going to start chanting, you know, show your tits. We started actually on the tarmac. The guys would be like, you know, show us your tits. And so, we, like, we started, yeah, dick. show us your dick. And then like most <laughs> of the time that worked and they were just like, ha, ha and, you know, they kept walking. But then occasionally they would show their dick. And then you were just kind of like, well, thanks. Yes, I'm so so not still, gonna still not going to show not you. still not going to show our kids. So <laughs> have fun. See ya,
0: you know. right so. Like I was, I was all set to like lead a naked parade, but <laughs> don't you ask me to see it. Don't. Yeah. <laughs>
2: don't expect right. this. If,
0: well, And I think that was the Mm -hmm. thing, like when women would show their boobs, like guys just thought it was a free for all to grab them. So if you're going to, if you're going to pull them out, I can just grab them. Like that, that to me, it's like, no, no, like, like, and and a lot of men were like that. They're like, look, I'm naked and I haven't had one person grab my junk. Mm -hmm. you know, like nobody's reached out to grab it. And that's because women are like, I don't really want to grab that. No, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Like most women yeah. are, like I'm, yeah. I'm good, I'm good. Even if they like that stuff, <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, no, I'm good. Right. <laughs> but that that was something that you saw. Like if you saw a group of women like show, then all of a sudden you like would see this crowd of guys like yeah. coming at them, and you're just like, stop, yeah. Stop.
1: Now I, you know, I know you guys were hanging back in the in the crowds as far as you know watching the music goes, and you know guys are yelling stuff at you, you're yelling back. I mean, at, at any point did you feel like actually unsafe?
0: No. I, I wouldn't say so. And I mean, the three of us are not, you know, like super, we weren't like super large, like we'll kick your, kick your ass type women. I mean, I think that we're strong in the fact that we'll try if you try anything, but I, I really do feel like it was, it was kind of about about being assertive. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if I'm coming off as like direct to you and assertive, like most people just left it alone. But Mm -hmm. if, if I would have came off wishy-washy or like, well, I don't know, like that's when like, it really like, yeah kicks in so I think even <laughs> even when we would be like show us your dick and we caught a dick we'd be like thanks and we just like walk off <laughs> yeah it. yeah right like oh thank you and then we just walk off like no we never had a situation mm-hmm. I don't even think they called called us names or anything mm-hmm. I mean no. it was just the thing it was like look I get it like if if you say it a hundred times to show me your boobs and 50, 50 people do it. Why would you stop asking? Right. Um, yeah. It just, it just gets it. But just don't get upset when I don't want to show them, and don't just think it's a free for all because right. I, I, pulled the boob out for you. Yeah.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, getting back to, to the music after Offspring, I believe it was Corn. Now, did you guys? Oh, I was so it? there for Corn.
0: <laughs> Man, when <laughs> I like when I watched the Netflix documentary and like I'm watching it with my wife. It didn't go, and like it's starting, and I'm just getting like goosebumps. Yeah, like as it's like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I can't, and like I just remember being there. Yeah, you can just feel like, 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 oh yeah, you could feel you that. Could like feel it. I'm getting goosebumps again yeah. just talking about it. Like you could just feel that energy, and like as soon as he busted into, are you? And just like, <laughs> ah. yeah, and then the crowd, just like, <laughs> and then the crowd just lost it, right? Like the beat <laughs> dropped, and like the earth shook. Seriously. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's so crazy. I mean, we we, it's it's the craziest video ever. Like that's my kind of like uh, Woodstock ninety nine one hundred one mm-hmm. that I show people when they're like, oh, like how crazy was it? I'm like, look mm-hmm. at this, and I show them that first mm-hmm. song from Corn, and it's just mind. I mean, there's fireworks going off from the crowd. There's an ocean of people. Mm-hmm. It, it's so insane. Uh, but I, I'm I'm guessing that you guys didn't want to like get into the depths of that pit. I mean, oh no,
0: we we weren't. Yeah, pit. we weren't that deep in it, and. You know, it's really, yeah, it's just about like wanting to enjoy it too and just not being all into it. But I mean, you're right when you see that video and you can see like there's the different sound towers. So you can see like as the sound travels, like the waves of people as they're like finally hearing that bit of it. It's just like so cool. But you could like even when you were there as you like traveled back farther, like like the, the music became a little less like it didn't sound as great. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's a little bit more echoey. Um, so you wanted to like, kind of stay close enough to the front where you didn't get that poor effect of the audio, but yeah, just, just like being in it, like you could see the whole crowd just like going, but to watch the video and watch like those waves hit, is just crazy.
2: The thing, the thing about that many people at a show is even when you think you're close, you're still so far away. Like even the (laughs) shows that we thought, like we were right down in front for like seven to us, yeah in, it's DMX, like, yeah, in DMX, we really weren't that close. I mean, we are probably, probably still a good hundred yards. Yeah, away. but when there's that many people, it's almost impossible to get mm-hmm. that close. Like, it's yes.
0: just like right. at a at a normal show, like my my mo is to like come up the side and go this cut way because like because cutting in between people becomes problematic. But if I cut in sideways, it's a whole lot easier. <laughs> you could not do that. No, stuck. you <laughs>
1: right and then after like now what happens after corn i mean that's like so insane what's how does the rest of the night play out
2: bush was definitely mellow compared Mm -hmm. to corn but i don't deny like the the sexiness of that set like gavin (laughs) i mean i don't care who you are i think even (laughs) then even the guys thought he was hot i mean i don't It's just, it
0: is what it It, is. Yeah. Yeah. Being a lesbian, (laughs) I don't, I can't say that I was turned on by Gavin, but it was definitely sexy music. So I was turned on by the music.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's the whole atmosphere, like summertime, Mm -hmm. fresh air outside the, like all the people, the music, the stars, like it's like all of that. It's not just the music.
0: But He's got, he's got a good voice. I mean, you know, you can't. I'm not a huge Bush fan, but it was still a really good set.
1: I still enjoyed it. Right. That must be, that's like probably the most like romanticized, like description of Woodstock 99 (laughs) I've ever heard from anyone we've ever talked to the stars. And (laughs) (laughs) it's it's beautiful. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, and again, I love the picture that you're painting because it, it kind of goes against the grain of what people (laughs) think of when they think of Woodstock 99, that's why we do this show. And that's why we continue to interview people now, and yeah, I love that. And yeah, I've heard that Bush was just like a makeout session, like everyone was just yeah. feeling it, you know, for, for sure. Then then what, what, what after Bush? You guys go to bed? You go to the rave? What, what, how does the first day end? We
2: did actually go to bed, but remember we drove like 19 hours and right. we were hot and it was whatever. But also we kind of discussed the rave and we were like, okay, we're already tired as shit. We're hot. Like we barely eaten. We're, you know, it's like I just don't feel like anything good is gonna come from going <laughs> to the rave. And ironically, like I would have given anything to see like Fatboy Slim. Oh, yeah. I was a huge like Fatboy mm-hmm. Slim fan. I think was that Saturday.
0: That was Saturday. Yeah. But yeah,
2: like even Saturday, like seeing Fatboy Slim didn't even like trump the need to like recuperate. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we could hear it. Like yeah, we we could hear we it.
0: Could hear it. Like all the fun. And that's still one of my regrets, even after watching, mm-hmm. you know, watching what happened. <laughs> like, I would have loved to have been there. Yeah, we should have. Especially that. just to see all the crazy stuff <laughs> that was going on in there. Like, I'm really sad that we missed some of that. Right. But but yeah, yeah, I, we we went to bed. We were tired.
2: I will also say Friday I think is the only day I used a porta potty. Like I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember oh, going Sam. to the bathroom I don't either. at all that like weekend. I remember one time maybe Saturday waking up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night and having to go like outside of our tent. And I'm not entirely sure I wasn't peeing on the tent next to us cuz they were so close together. <laughs> but
1: I, I'm sure the favor got returned.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm but. sure. So Saturday morning <laughs> was interesting because we hadn't bathed and we like, again, hot, whatever. So we went in. And somebody did the blow dryer. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went into Rome. I didn't blow dry my
0: hair. But anyway, we went into Rome. For the-
2: and we, it was like, I think it was like nine or 10 in the morning. And we're like, we just have to find a place to yeah. shower. Well, we, we remember we walked towards the showers and we saw and they were crazy destroyed. line. Yeah. And then
0: like, if you came up, like they're like, they're all, half of them are working. It's all cold water. We're like, well, shoot. yeah. And then when we left, they're like, you can't come back here and park. Yeah. So at, if you took your car out because they had little parking, you couldn't park. So now we're like, let's go find a shower. We heard the YMCA is doing it. Um, I
2: don't know that we ever even found a why, but some lady saw us driving up and down her street and she's like, can I help you find something? And we were like, we're just looking for a place to shower. And she's like, my daughter's working at Woodstock or her daughter was out at Woodstock something. She's like, you can come and shower in our house. So she invites the three of us in her house and we took turns showering in her bathroom mm-hmm. and we were sitting watching the MTV or either that I don't know if it was MTV or pay per view, but we were watching Woodstock on the TV in her living room in Rome. I remember watching (laughs) Kid Rock taking turns showering and she was making sauce. (laughs) So like, so like we're from Iowa. Right. And she's from Rome in Italian or Sicilian or whatever. And nice lady. But she's like, you know, I'm just going to be in here making sauce and I'm like, what do you what do you do with sauce you know and she's like looks at me like I'm an idiot and she's like you use sauce for everything and I so apparently like they make a huge pot of this right and then it goes in the freezer and anytime they want to make chili or spaghetti or lasagna or anything like they pull out the sauce and thaw it out and that's their like base for this but we're from Iowa and we're not Italian so we like don't know this and she's just like thinking probably i'm the dumbest person ever but that's another thing about coming on here like we would love to know if we could find the lady whose daughter was at woodstock that remembers letting three strange girls from iowa come in her house and take showers <laughs> Well she
1: that don't know what swathes yes. swathes,
2: yeah. Well one she also let us park in her yard
1: for free
0: and like people were charging like 40 50 bucks to park in their yard
2: Yeah. So,
1: like, I mean, like, and
0: and her daughter, so I don't know if she had multiple daughters, but one of her daughters was there or came back and she, like, walked in the house like, oh, I just got 40 bucks from this other person. Her mom was so mad because she'd already let us come in and like park for free. (laughs) And when we got back, so my, our other friend, she actually got their information and sent them a, a thank you card. When we
1: got back home. Oh, that's nice. I, I love that, like small town, like hospitality. Mm-hmm. You know that that was, that existed. I, I've heard so much about, like in Rome. You know, mm-hmm. it seemed like they were all really excited about the festival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now also i love the idea that you guys like bought tickets but you're watching it on tv like in this lady's house like that's that's really funny so then after this nice little like vacation because that is nice i mean you guys kind of got spoiled with having like an actual home to to shower when you when you get back to the festival like did you notice like a difference like in the way the grounds were and the attitude of the people like as opposed to the first day
2: I mean, it was obviously turning into a shithole from like a garbage standpoint, like people, the garbage cans were heaped full. There was garbage all over the ground. You were like stepping on boxes or empty beer cans or whatever. If you walked, you were kicking garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that, that had already yeah, I think gotten they, it start.
0: And I think they were already starting to kick holes in the, the wood barrier at that point when we came back, cause it would have been early afternoon. Um, so I think that was the other thing that I noticed is that like there was, there was like some, some kind of things happening there. I think people were already, already getting in for free at that point, if they could.
1: Right. Gate yeah. But definitely, yeah. definitely
0: the garbage like it, like after we left and came back, it did definitely seem like it compounded somehow
1: jesus so then as far as music goes what are you guys seeing on saturday
2: the first one i remember seeing i think was alanis Mm
1: -hmm. yeah same
2: so i think when we got back well well actually this says we saw no alanis yep
0: yeah that was the next day yeah so the first one would have been alanis i don't know if we got there towards the tail end of dave matthews but yeah alanis for sure and then and then I was absolutely there to see Limp Biscuit. I was 100% on $3 bills, y'all. Waiting to hear <laughs> that whole thing go down.
1: <laughs> now that is, I mean, everyone knows that is the most notorious set of the entire oh, yes. festival. All the problems are pretty much blamed on that. Mm-hmm. What, like, what's your experience seeing Limp Biscuit at Woodstock 99? Like, it's fucking crazy. It part. was live,
0: it for was. sure. Oh, yeah. I, I do recall that during Nookie, this, the... Audio went out so on some of like the, the if you were towards the back like the speakers went out so I remember us all being like we can't hear you and they can't <laughs> hear us either right like we're so far back um and then it finally like it came on but limp Biscuit had no idea that that had happened so I remember I remember that but but I, 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 can't I think the it documentary
2: did. said that they did know that did it they had know? happened, but we didn't think they knew because we're like, we can't even. Because they it. kept going.
0: Yeah, they just kept yeah. going. I mean, it was crazy. It was like it was as electric as corn was really, you know. I
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, do, do, what was what would be like the main difference, I guess, between like the two craziest pits of the of the entire thing like was there a difference in attitude of the crowd or was it kind of just the same thing just during the day i
0: don't know i i feel like there's this is my feeling on it. i feel like there's a little bit of a different attitude like for corn it was crazy but it was like it was like crazy but people weren't necessarily like wanting to hurt people you know was it wasn't like it was it was like crazy non-violent? yeah it was a non-violent <laughs> crazy it was yeah. Whereas Limp Biscuit was really more motivated, like just the words are different. I think that's a huge thing to say between Corn and Limp Biscuit is that Limp Biscuit's words are more aggressive. Um, and you can understand what Fred Durst is saying probably more than you can understand what Jonathan Davis is saying. So you really hear him when he's saying, right. let's break stuff, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think, and, and really like it's a mentality. So by the second day, by the, end of the day right or closing in on the end of the day because it was still light out when Limp Bizkit was playing but like by the end of that second day like we've already now been through almost two full days some people three right if you got there on Thursday of just this heat this like you're spending so much money you maybe aren't drinking as much like you're just seeing some crazy shit go down and just like you're you know you start to come to this mentality of like okay now I'm here Mm -hmm. Now I'm like getting crazy, all this crazy stuff, you're overcharging me for water. Now I can't even buy water. Now I have to get water from these things or not drink, you know, like, yeah, it was, it was just nuts. And yeah, it was, it was a different mentality for me just because it was like more anger in that Limp biscuit set than there was in the corn set.
2: I don't think even being there though, you realize like what was happening. Like we found out a lot of the like violence, damage, rape. Like looting fires, like the fires were starting when we left, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But, but like, we didn't really know a lot of that had even happened until we got home and started hearing about it, like after the fact. So, you knew like Fred Durst is surfing on a piece of plywood. I mean, you knew like that stuff was going on, but you didn't like being there, you didn't really realize how angry people were. I mean, it just seemed like they were into the show like any other show you might been at because like if you went at any of those shows in the 90s or early 2000s like the crowd was crazy at all of those shows i mean yeah and
0: and i'll say that like because i've seen corn and limp biscuit many times after Woodstock, in both of them it's the same thing like corn is always going to be electric it's always they're always going to have the crowd going and limp biscuit is always going to have the crowd at odds you know like they're they're always going to have them just getting crazy like that and but that was for me like that was a difference did we know that all of this other stuff was going on absolutely not i don't think many people did you know when people talk about weird terms like rape valley or what like we didn't know any of this mm-hmm. stuff was going on
1: yeah it's i and i think it's just you know being too close to the project you know what i mean like you're you're in it so how could you see all these all the nuances going on around you and that's how i feel about like fred durst as well it's like you're on the stage looking at like a million people. How are you supposed to know that this one person is having a terrible time or this one person's really hurt? You know what I mean? So I always felt that blame was, was totally. And
0: he's feeding off the same energy, right? So he's feeding off the energy that we're giving him. And that's a lot of energy. You know, I can only imagine how that feels as an artist to like see that many people just out there and like, basically puppeting them right like i'm like making them like jump i'm making them do that like you know on right, such yeah. a crazy level so yeah I, you can't you can't put that blame on any person you can't blame fred durst for making people break stuff and you can't blame red hot chili peppers for making people <laughs> set fire to things
1: right so then after limb biscuit it's like the trifecta it's rage oh my and god yes yeah, how, how does the rest of the night play out for you guys?
0: That, that, night, was yeah. my, that night was my favorite night. We I have was to ready for all three. Chips oh story. yeah, so the chip story.
2: So before Metallica, we're walking through the campground and I don't know if we went, I think we maybe ran back to the tent for some reason after Lip Biscuit. But we're walking through the campground and this girl with pigtails in her hair and like jacked up teeth, I'm pretty sure she was wearing like maybe some like bib overalls and she's like chips we got chips and then she says and we got acid and, <laughs> and i'm like amy. one stop yeah, I'm like amy she said she has acid amy turns around and yeah. like starts heading her way and i'm like where are you going and she's like i'm going <laughs> to get acid what else
0: would i be doing so
2: anyways then metallica so so then rage and then metallica yeah so, I think it was kind of starting to kick in right around the beginning of the Metallica set, but but yeah. yeah. When, yeah. So then the, so
0: then there's the, uh, did the storm happen or didn't the storm happen? Right. So like there's so many people, it's like, I'm pretty sure I wasn't just tripping when those purple (laughs) clouds rolled in and Right, but I mean, I didn't. That's
1: so funny. I didn't
0: really remember that until actually Jen brought it up, and I was like, you know, I do re- recall that for like a hot second because because we really thought that we were going to get like either evacuated or they were going to stop the show. Metallica just kept going, so yeah. it was and it was great. Like I'd seen Metallica already twice, I think, at that point in time. So yeah, seeing Metallica again, I was just like ready for it. And they and they always they never disappoint. So
2: so me and my like description, you know. Like Mm -hmm. the, like the clouds are coming in from behind you, like, and the wind is picking up and the music, I mean, you know, so I'm that girl, right. That I'm like summertime, wind, rain, Metallica. Like it's all like, you know, (laughs) it's all adding. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. It's adding to the experience, but.
1: That's so like, I I just love that. I love how good of a time it sounds like you guys have everything. You know, I, I just talked to a, a guy earlier today who had, like, the worst time. Oh. So it's, it's really funny. Well, that's yeah. kind of why but, we
2: wanted to do this because it's, like, not everybody had a terrible time. Like, not everybody right. had a terrible experience. So
1: For sure. So after Metallica with a head full of chips... <laughs> uh let's say uh do, what do you do after that i mean did you go to bed now or did, we did you check out the other stage we did
0: we unfortunately did not go to fat boy slim i'll say that seriously it's still a regret mm-hmm. like you can hear it and it's like my brain wants to be there but my body's like you're done i'm gonna need you to lay down
1: <laughs> right
0: yep totally. we totally went to sleep
1: so, so now it's the final day it's sunday What is, what does Woodstock 99 look like on that day? Like when you guys get in.
0: It looks a little bit like a, I don't know, like dystopian, (laughs) dystopian like place. There's garbage everywhere. People are now wearing rags. They may not be wearing actual clothes. Um, Gosh, like, like it's crazy. Like there's so... There's lots of signs and they show some of that in the documentary, but these, like, they have, like, all these posts and they're normally close to, like, the first aid tents of, like, missing people. Like, all the pizza boxes with missing people stuff on it Mm -hmm. because nobody can, like, these people cannot find their friends, right? And then on the third day, there were so many signs that said, need Mary Jane. So that was funny because I did really feel like I was the only person at Woodstock at that point that had anything. So again, it was like, "What do you want to trade?"
1: Right? Yeah, the barter system. It, it really is some Mad Max yeah, yeah type, yes. type of shit that's that, that's happening. It really yeah,
0: like things like things have now changed. Like, but for the most part, like people are still like smiling, like yeah. like. It's not like this experience where everybody is just like ready to rage, ready to like kill, ready to burn things up.
2: No, you know,
0: like, like I'm not really seeing that, but there is definitely a difference in the look and feel. And now there's just trash everywhere. Like you can't step
2: somewhere and without walking on trash. We had enough of an inkling that something was weird because we wanted to like pack up our stuff and yeah. have it in the car. Yeah. Like we had every intention of staying for like all the shows of the day. Yeah, because I really wanted to see Red Red Hot. I think we loved yeah. it. So yeah, but we we didn't want to have to like contend with our stuff. So we got up early Sunday. We like freshened up, changed, you know, got packed our stuff, put away all of our bedding, and then we had to carry all of our stuff back into Rome where our car was parked. Oh, drop right. it all off at our car and then walk back in to the festival to see the bands. But we were like we wanted to have our stuff out of there because when it was over we wanted to like mm-hmm. go.
1: Get the yeah. fuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: we knew enough about wanting to get the fuck out that we were proactive about that. So
1: yeah. <laughs> we were ready to rock. <laughs> Proactively getting Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: we
2: Exactly. <laughs> yes, we were.
1: <laughs> now the music on, on Sunday uh for the most part seemed to be a little bit chiller, but you guys you mentioned a couple times seven dust and that's one of our favorite sets here oh man love uh, that. just because he like just commands yeah. the audience in such a way john's amazing uh, yeah w- w- had you guys heard them before or seen them before that
0: i i'd heard of them i had not yeah. seen them in concert yet but now
1: i think i've seen them in concert <laughs> yeah, like so at least many
0: ten times, times like but but, didn't even count right but yeah they were amazing and you could get closer to that stage but that's they like those circle mosh pits, right? Where you run around. So like they yeah, called it the, the whirlpool. Pool. Yeah, yeah. So we're standing there and all of a sudden, like two whirlpools break out and we're in the middle of the two whirlpools. And then the bottle <laughs> war sets off. And Jen, unfortunately, took like a pretty full bottle of water to the head. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. I mean, she, she
0: she was fine. Like, she didn't cry about
1: it. Resilient. resilient.
2: We kept rocking on yeah. with Seven Dust. But, like, seriously, they don't have to be full bottles. Throw them if you want, <laughs> but, like, drink the water for That's expensive that, water.
0: Right? That was expensive. <laughs> I mean, it,
1: Yeah, that's what I always think. Like, when people say, like, oh, yeah, there was full bottles. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. A rich? bottle of
0: vodka yeah. would have cost less. <laughs>
1: that that's so yeah i mean let's talk about that really quick like how much do you remember seeing the waters go for if if you can remember four
0: bucks is the is the only bottle of water i bought and it was on the first day and at this point at like i think this is when we went to get lunch so when you got the sandwich and i got fries i bought one bottle of water for four dollars and it was piss warm (laughs) it (laughs) like at this point they couldn't even keep the bottles of water cold so i actually filled that bottle up at the the trench mouth stations um and somehow i didn't get trench mouth i didn't i didn't have any stomach issues apparently my my gut at the time was very much an iron gut and i i got through it all i got through it all but i definitely like after buying that first bottle of water i never bought another bottle of water from one stock again so the water i had either came from rome or it came from those little corrals. And I brushed my teeth with those corrals. So, I mean, no. I definitely had my fill of the, the fecal matter water, which is really <laughs> gross to think about.
1: Did you like have any inkling that that's, like that kind of cross-contamination shit was happening? Yes. Like, did it seem,
2: yeah. that? <laughs> that's the thing, like the mud people, we walked so far around them because it did not take any brains at all to know they were in shit. Like there's urine and stuff in that water. Well, yeah, we could see it. It's like, not mud. Yeah.
0: I mean, they did bust up like some of those corrals for water for sure, but they also pushed over all of those porta potties. So and and Ugh. there was no real rain. Like even for the Metallica set, like the rain was so like quick, quick that the ground, I think, just just like took it all in immediately. Right. So yeah, we we knew that that mud was made from other content. so we like it was so long to walk back and forth but we would we would go all the way around as far as we thought we had to to not get hit by a ball of shit Poop.
1: yeah <laughs> god damn it's so brutal so then after after seven dust uh, what like what other acts did you catch that day um, how, how does how does the rest of the day play out music wise
0: well before that we'd seen i think like Our Lady Peace and Rusted Root. So we'd gone over there and then we moved over to the East Stage. So like, I think that Jewel and Seven Dust were playing about the same time because our one friend, so this is the only time that we actually split up. Our one friend really wanted to see Jewel. I really wanted to see Seven Dust. Jen was in the middle. She went with me to see Seven Dust and we're like, all right, we're going to meet at this building at the end of the Jewel set. And we managed to find each other and then we caught the end of the Jewel set which was really good i yeah. mean jules really good unfortunately you know she obviously didn't feel very comfortable in that setting but
1: right yeah i, I think tensions were just running high with the clouds. sure like the heckling and stuff was gonna it r- ramp itself up but no Jules set is absolutely one of my yeah favorites. Uh, <laughs> for but sure. then like
0: creed it. so seeing robbie krieger play like that you know not at the time like i liked creed just fine i know a lot of people i know it's not a popular opinion to say that you like creed Whatever. um but yeah, at the time, like I liked Creed just fine, and like seeing Robbie Krieger play with him was just amazing. Like,
2: that that was, was awesome. That was a Woodstock moment for me. Like I was. That like, was her hippie dream. This is the closest <laughs> to the doors I'm ever gonna be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that Robbie Krieger was wearing uh, bright yellow jeans and an Undertaker t shirt. Yeah. It's just like very, very uh not on brand for the door. Yeah. Perfect for Woodstock 99. He
2: played so, uh, Riders on the Storm and Roadhouse Blues," right, And yep. again, like Jim Morrison is gone. So Robbie Krieger playing with Greed, like, Mm-hmm. It's closest thing you're ever gonna experience to that, so. and yeah, I mean,
0: lead singer sure. Creed definitely had that that Jim Morrison sound, so
1: it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. And turns yeah.
2: out yeah. the and drug it... addiction later on, maybe <laughs> too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both really like liquor. Yeah, that. uh, so that's <laughs> so funny. So then I, I believe then it's what then it's headliner. Then time, it's Red right Hot. Back. Yeah, all the way. We didn't yeah. Now when the when the fires start during Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, are you noticing that? Or was that something that you saw like uh, on your way out? Like, like tell me about the evolution of the breakdown of Woodstock 99 during Chili Peppers.
0: You could see, like, you could see the fires, like, you you see the fires are started and they're handing out candles and you're just like, okay, this doesn't seem to be a great idea, <laughs> but all right, like, I'm not going to set a fire with this candle. So perfect. Yeah, I'll light this candle <laughs> for for whatever vigil we're going to do. It's fine but really like I hadn't seen red hot chili peppers, love them, love blood sugar, sex magic. So I was just like, yes, I want to see them so bad. So then like fires are breaking out. People are getting crazy. Red hots are playing. It's amazing. And then all of a sudden, like they stop and you can see from where we're at, even that they're concerned. Like you can see that the red hot chili pepper, somebody comes out to talk to them and they're concerned and they're looking around and they leave the stage. and You're like, well, what the hell's going to happen now? Um, and then they come out and sing fire. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was a choice.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure yeah, that they, they definitely did. And that. I'm sure
0: it had to have been a choice ahead of time. Right. They didn't just come out to say, like sing fire to be like, ah, screw you guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to sing fire. I mean, they obviously had to know how to play the song. So, I mean,
1: exactly. That, right. That's my point. You know, that I, I always try and say, it's like, you know, it, like people say, Oh, they were egging it on. It's like, Dude, th- these guys are rock stars. Like they have to rehearse right. that shit, you know. And they make right. a set list that are printed out and taped to the stage. Exactly. Fire on there. Like Jimmy Hendrix family members were there watching it. They did it as a tribute, but it's just ironic and unfortunate right. in set of circumstances that oh shit. Well, the one that we picked is the one Jimmy Hendrix song that is going to make this worse. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. But but exactly. Like you, it's just because they're rock stars. doesn't mean, they know every song, right? So obviously yeah. that was yeah. the song they were going to come out with. But it was very very funny that that was the one so then I just remember as we're standing there watching like the last bit of it you can see the state state patrol coming in with their full riot gear billy clubs and it's like
2: back a long ways though I think as we were walking out
0: yeah so it's like yeah we're seeing the fires and whatever but like yeah as we start to walk out you can see those riot places like yeah let's just go let's let's just go
2: I'm like the dramatic one and she's like very calm so I'm like okay, there's pizza boxes all over the ground. Like there's, the ground is not grass, it's garbage. So in my mind, like (laughs) the garbage is gonna just keep burning closer and closer to us. Like while we're watching this show, you know? So I'm like, we're all gonna burn. And she's like, you're fine, we're fine. We're gonna go as soon as this is over. So as much as I, I mean, fortunately I've seen Chili Peppers multiple times since then yes yeah, but i was distracted during that set because shit was going down behind us and you could just see like the flames and stuff and so it was kind of like okay right. it's time to go okay it's time to go
1: i mean it's understandable like i mean that kind of stuff doesn't really happen at concerts <laughs> yeah. so no. you know to see fires spring up now uh, when you guys are on your way out like were, were you seeing any of like the looting stuff happen or like the hooliganism at all or or was it just like oh it was too
2: early for that like the fires had just started we kind of made like a straight line for getting out as soon as Mm -hmm. the set was over yeah and i don't think
0: and i don't think as many people were rushing out at that time i think we we were fairly early because you know people are still waiting to see what's what's after red hot chili peppers like what's going to happen like there's this there is this mystery act coming up. And, and were
1: you guys hearing those rumors yeah. uh, like the whole weekend uh, about about that? Like what did, did anyone have like any guesses or like, you know, was it was there I any heard it maybe. theories or speculation? I
0: like maybe heard it, but I don't really recall it being a big deal, mm-hmm. like a big thing for us. So like so really, it was just like we're leaving, and then like after the fact, it's like oh, there was supposed to be something else. I'm like, well, we would have absolutely missed that because we're like, <laughs> let's let's. We heard it. I wanted to hear Red Huts. We're done. Let's go. And really, we didn't like we weren't in a situation where there's tons of people making a beeline. Like we were walking. I think actually most people were going the opposite direction of us as we're walking out. People realm. are going like towards like the the fires right. and everything. But, yeah, so we yeah. we walked to the car, got in, drove for a couple hours, stopped at a rest stop.
2: I started slept falling a little asleep bit. while driving. And I was, again, <laughs> the only one that could drive a stick. So, But our friend Anita had to actually be back for, I think, either a dentist or orthodontist appointment.
0: I think maybe she was getting her wisdom teeth out.
2: Yeah, yeah. so that was Tuesday. Oh, so we had to be in Iowa by Tuesday morning. <laughs> and this was, like, Sunday at midnight one yeah. two three so we like it is like we can't stop we have to keep driving but finally i think it was like four in the morning and i was like you guys i'm going to crash this car if we don't like pull over and sleep so we slept in a rest area for a few hours and then kept going so
1: so When you get home, you know, and and the news reports start coming out and it's all over the place and all, you know, the flames and the carnage and all that stuff. Was there, I mean, were you surprised to hear about some of like the darker things that that went on? Yeah. It seemed kind of like, oh, yeah, I can I can imagine that.
0: I I recall being defensive about like people saying like, oh, you guys, because it really was like pointed, right? Like you guys looted, you guys set fires. (laughs) like everyone that was there did it you guys that like new metal (laughs) are the reason why people were getting raped or killed or whatever it might be and it's just like it's not like that like you weren't there you're you're getting like a small piece of this yes bad things happen there and it's unfortunate um and really like I've been to other concerts where bad things happen Mm -hmm. you know so I mean it's it's just it's people you can't you can't stop people from doing evil things unfortunately and and yeah, so that's, I recall just being really defensive about it. I yeah. like, I had such a great time. What are you talking about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is bogus.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, and, and now there's like the, the documentaries, they don't really do anything to kind of change that mm-hmm. narrative like that is, you know, it's like everything that was wrong with society happened at Woodstock 99, according to, to these documentaries. And I mean, y'all are here on the show today to kind of set the record straight, at least, you know, your experience. I mean, yeah. two young women going to this concert that's known for all these sexual assaults and you guys are yelling at dudes to show your dick and, <laughs> you know, you got you gotta out scot-free, you know, like. Like it seemed like uh, nothing really terrible happened to to you guys. And I think that's a really important thing to consider because I think it's it's remembered for the terrible things and that is important, but it's also Mm -hmm. misremembered in in a lot of ways. You know, and
0: and really like you can, there's a lot of, you know, you know, money, right? Like money grabbing there. But I mean, it happens today. You know, look at when we, like 10 years ago and all of a sudden you go to a festival and beers are like eight bucks what like how is a Coors Light (laughs) eight dollars and what what world are we living right now you know so I mean it still happens today even it's just we're a little bit more used to it yeah but you know back then it was obviously like four dollars for a bottle of water you kidding me like we barely know what bottled water is at this point (laughs) (laughs)
1: totally (laughs) I guess it's a
0: good thing energy drinks weren't very prevalent back then huh
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> Jesus. All hopped up on Reddit. Well, ladies, it's been so cool talking to you guys. um Did you send me uh the picture? You sent me pictures, correct? I, I know I have one of, of you. Um, I
2: think I sent you uh, one, but I have a handful more. And we actually have some other yeah. kind of cool stuff, too. But I don't know if this she is like. Was, do you
1: invisible? have two more
2: seconds? She
1: has. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, cool. Actually, I have that same poster. Oh, that's so cool. Yours is so much better shape. Look at that. So Jen actually, Jen actually got this
0: and so now it lives in my, my house here, (laughs) but, but yeah.
1: That is awesome for, for you folks listening. It's uh, one of the original Woodstock 99 posters that it's like this kind of unflattering shot of the grounds. Uh, you know, I don't know why yeah. they picked that picture to represent Woodstock 99. And then I didn't have any oh,
0: money boy. for a t-shirt, but I caught a free t-shirt and now it's in my t-shirt quilt that
1: my wife made for me. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Sponsored by T-shirt. Sound of Woodstock. Yeah. Yeah, JBL was the sound of Woodstock, not all the screams that uh, you hear <laughs> yeah. about in these documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah we're I, the can, sound. Well, I can send you yeah, some yes. pictures when we're done. And then I have this dog tag thing. I don't know if anyone else had.
1: Oh, it's cool. Got, like, oh, it's still in the package. Yeah, too. in the
2: package. It's got the dove on it, and it says 30 uh, years of peace and music, Woodstock, 99 Griffiths Park. New mm-hmm.
1: York. Did, you, did you buy that from, from I did, there? yep. <laughs> yeah not looted Yeah, not <laughs> looted
2: we, lo- we looted nothing the uh the
0: mushroom the mushroom <laughs> item i got broke a couple times i fixed it a couple times and then it just finally had to go away <laughs> oh, no time man. times change <laughs> well, times change
1: the memory of the mushroom pipe it lives on, on. <laughs> <laughs> well that this has been awesome thank you guys so much for coming on and uh i'm sure we'll talk right, again, right. thank you thank okay, you okay. all right you guys see ya so there you have it I mean, what a fun story. You know, like such great memories, such vivid memories, I I might add. Uh, Maybe that's the benefit of having two friends that went together uh, on the show. But I love that. Jen and Amy, it was just fantastic. And I can't thank them enough for coming on. Great stuff. Um, Again, their photos will be up on our Patreon. So check that out. That's patreon.com slash culture dumps. And as always, folks, if you went to, worked at, or played Woodstock 99, contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast99. I'm Ryan Licton, and I'll see you at Woodstock.